Let's pretend it's the end of this whole ugly story. We vanquished the foe and we triumphed in glory. There's nothing but rainbows and blue skies ahead. Hallelujah, amen, it's the end. Welcome to Unsent, the podcast where real people share letters they've written but never sent. Letters that often express raw emotion and help our authors deal with personal struggles. I'm your host, Ari Edwards, and each week I'll be reading unsent letters submitted by listeners just like you. These letters offer a glimpse into the private thoughts and feelings that we all have but may struggle to articulate. And they serve as a reminder that we're not alone in our struggles. We're all a part of this larger community. If we take a moment to just listen and understand each other's emotions, we can offer empathy and support that brings us closer together. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy today's letters. This is Unsent. How am I holding up? I wake up in the morning, and it already feels lonely. I secretly hope you messaged me. No messages. I searched your Facebook profile, online 25 minutes ago. I'm relieved. You're alive. I wonder who you were talking to. I checked both of your Reddit profiles. Nothing new. I regret asking you not to post anything. I miss you. I tell myself I'm doing the right thing that I shouldn't reach out. I check your pictures. You look so beautiful. The pictures I have in my secret gallery, mixed up with mine. I think of how good our pictures look next to each other, how our bodies would have fit perfectly. It saddens me that I will probably never know what that feels like. I miss you. This is for the best. I shouldn't be feeling this. Guilt starts to creep in, I shouldn't reach out. My unfaithful heart aches a little, and I want to hear your voice. I check the videos you sent me. I miss you even more now. I go on about my day. You almost never leave my mind. I wonder if you're still at work. I wonder how your day has been going. I wonder if you're still thinking of me. I scroll through these letters and wonder if you've written something for me. I wonder how you really feel about me. I should have asked before leaving. Maybe I should come back and ask. No, I shouldn't reach out. You probably wouldn't tell me anyways. I check our conversations again. I listen to the dreamy songs you sent me on loop. It brings tears to my eyes. I feel sick. I should have known better. This is wrong. I feel so lonely. I almost forgot what it feels like to be lonely when I was with you. I have to move on. I have to learn how to be lonely again. But I really miss you. I hope time will somehow make me miss you less. was wrong. 
when you remarked that something I said made you sound like an infection. I said that it wasn't true, but I was wrong. You are an infection. You come back with apologies, words of regret, saying I'm your person, that you think we could have everything, and slowly but surely, it eats away at my ability to see the truth. Long ago you got under my skin, and I've been infected ever since. The symptoms are stupidity, falling for the same bullshit over and over again, blindness to your faults, caring about someone who's not worth it, believing anything you say about treating me better, or believing anything you say for that matter. I have no other explanation for why I would give someone so many chances when they just let me down every time. It's pathetic. You really are two different people. One comes with promises saying he'd rather be fighting with me than not have me in his life, and that he thinks we could have everything. That he knows he took me for granted, and that he's a better man now. That he wants to prove it to me. That he would do anything to have me in his life. The other comes after. The real you. Anyone can be wonderful when things are stress-free and light. But once your life gets the smallest amount of stress... Your romantic and loving facade crumbles, and the cold, self-involved person you really are shows through. I feel bad for you once the work stress wears off and the regret sets in. But it's not my problem anymore. So here I am, crying and heartbroken again because of your lies and more issues to work through. I'm truly an idiot for ever believing anything you said. But it's a symptom of the infection that is you. No matter what you say, you don't ever change. You'll always be the same person who's only there for me and keeps his word when it's convenient for him. I need to hammer that through my head. At least this time, I'm no longer haunted by the idea that you might be the most compatible person for me that I've ever come across. Yes, when things were good, everything felt natural and right between us, like two puzzle pieces fitting together seamlessly. I wanted everything with that person. But who you are when things are good is only a small, teeny part of you. The bigger part is who you are when under pressure. And that person is cold, selfish, unloving, cowardly, and indecisive. And I want nothing to do with him. Maybe I'm your person, but you are not mine. You will never be the person who protects my heart. You're the one who breaks it. You will always choose your own comfort and stability over everyone else, no matter the pain you cause. Your thoughts are always on how things will impact you, and never about how your reactions will impact others. You won't be the person who is my rock through life because you aren't dependable. There was a time when I would have done anything for you, but there was never any point in which you would have done the same for me. The ease and coldness with which you let go and your inability to compromise or come up with possible solutions on your end told me everything I needed to know. We could have seen each other once in July, and then planned a bunch of trips for September and after, if you were able to keep calls up. But you couldn't even do that. If I was actually as special to you as you claim, you would have picked up your phone and actually called me to talk through things. You would have kept your word about the other stuff, but you didn't, just like all the other times before. You haven't changed at all, and you never will. 
You're a selfish chicken shit. And you'll have to live with that for the rest of your spineless life. Happiness will forever be out of your reach because you can't get out of your own way. I can't imagine a worse fate. Now I know you aren't my person. I was worried that I would always compare my relationships to what I thought we had together, and that I'd be settling. But I know now that what you and I had was all fake. I can't believe I almost let you upend my life with your lies and manipulation. I wish I could just get a shot, and the infection that is you would be gone. Everyone in your life deserves better. I deserve better. But sadly, none of us will be getting it. It's finally happening. I took the long way, although I'm not sure how else I would have gotten to this point without the paths I traversed to get here. I'm becoming an addictions counselor. I've learned what education I need to get there, and I'm applying to said programs today. Kind of hoping I can get a fast track to the meat and the potato certification through my previous education. But then, it's in my nature to want to find the shortcuts in life, and I'm being mindful not to be deterred if I discover the shortcut isn't possible. I'm sending some emails today to see what the possibilities may be. I want to create a life that I don't want or need to escape from. I want to provide resources and support to others like me. I'm cognizant to not say help because I feel like that maybe sets me up for failure if this help doesn't stick. Also, sometimes people don't need help. They need support. I'm not looking to save anyone but myself. Remember my student funding Ponzi scheme? I remember you gasped and said, that's brilliant. I remember thinking she doesn't mean it and is just judging me for fucking the system, but, but gosh, how I still carried that exclamatory statement with me in the back pocket for a long time. I still do. I'm excited. I've been mulling for a while now how I'm going to turn this ship around. I considered three trades, seriously considered because money and also money before sinking into what my life would feel like with that option. It didn't fit or feel right. Square peg, round hole, that whole thing. It would provide me as much purpose and meaning as my previous career did, which is to say, none. Then I considered psychiatric nursing. I sank into it. It was closer than the trades were, but still not the right fit. Oval peg, round hole. Both of which could lead to unfulfillment which would lead to discrepancy between who I am inside and who I was trying to be on the outside, which would then lead to distress and lead to stress, resulting in chronic pain flare-ups, leading to unhealthy coping mechanisms and not liking my life. My chronic pain is in remission without any medications, without even chronic to buffer it. It hasn't felt this unpainful in a long time. To say functional, I need to keep it that way. Blessings in disguise. That's how it feels although I'm aware that my blessings in disguise came at the expense of others' suffering, and I'm wrestling to reconcile that. The universe is throwing me signs, big and little synchronicities. I'm listening to music as I write this, and just heard a song, wondering, hmm, that sounds like Common. So I checked. It wasn't. It was Lil Wayne and Babyface. The song? Comfortable. However, the next song that the algorithm of Recommended For You tracks played was Come Close by Common and Mary J. Blige. 
It's a double word score for me. At this point, I just whisper, thank you, to the universe when it throws me signs like this. I don't doubt them anymore, although my wonder and awe at the synchronicities always remain. Anyway, this is long and rambly. I need to take a breath and just ground myself. Rebalance, you know? I don't let myself get carried away in my emotions anymore. I think that's called emotional regulation. It's a skill I practice daily, multiple times a day. Strengthening my muscle so that I'd never go back to where I was. One day at a time. It's all anyone can do. I have been thinking for the past couple of days. I want a future with you where we have a label. I don't just want to be friends. I don't want to be a secret you can't tell the world. I don't want to be described as close when that's what good friends do. I don't want to give you everything I would give as if I'm your girlfriend when I'm not even defined in your book. I want some type of commitment that I know the man I'm investing my time in wants a future with me. He wants to grow with me, intimately, emotionally, and through all the highs and lows. He wants a future with me exclusively, not just someone he casually talks to. I'm so tired of second-guessing my position and who I truly am to you. I'm breaking down mentally. I'm exhausted. I'm not a fling. I'm someone you said you love. If you love me, fight for me. Give me solid ground that I can stand on. I don't need to be kept private. That's what secrets are. People can know about us, but not our business. That's being private. Respect me as you would respect anyone else. I'm not just some random girl you pick up at the bar or the nightclub. I'm a potential love interest. Treat me as such. I just feel that us being intimate, talking like we're a couple but not even getting the commitment I seek, is hurting me. We aren't official and you throw me so many mixed signals. You want me, yet you're scared. You want me, yet you're not ready to commit. Sure, there's distance. Sure, you'd have to deal with it, but at the same time, I'm willing to fight for us. I'm willing to travel to you and be with you. I don't want you to put your life on hold because of the distance. I've never in my life have felt so much love for someone who doesn't even want a future with me because he's scared. If you truly want things to work out between us, you got to compromise and treat it as such. If you truly want me to be more than just some random person in your life, start realizing that I'm also in the picture. Speak as if you're not single, but that you have a very capable partner. You can't keep me in your life and keep acting like we don't have immense feelings for one another. When you flew here, whether you liked it or not, you took it to another level. I'm not a fuck buddy. I'm not just a tour guide. I'm definitely not just a friend to you. Either you choose to commit to me and give me a ground where I can stand and not worry about falling, or I'm gonna just have to walk away completely. I can't keep doing this to myself. I'm hurting so much. I want to be loved properly. I want to be respected. Save me the dignity if you're scared to hurt your friend slash housemate's feelings. You obviously haven't gotten over her. You're holding on to her and you obviously are comfortable having her around. 
good friends understand that a year after breaking up, you both are adults and need to move on to see other people. It's normal. I'm not a fling. I'm someone you have strong feelings for. That in its own should be respected. Right? I should not have to feel like some secret, no matter the situation. If I'm as valuable to you as you've said, you need to show and prove it to me. Stop giving me excuses as to why you do these things. It's either you want us or you don't. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Let me know if you can't commit. Let me know if you want to keep me a secret. Let me know if you don't want the world knowing who I am to you. Let me go if you're afraid of hurting your ex because you've moved on. Let me go if you just want everything I've given you so far to only keep me in the dark from the world. Once you choose to let me go because you feel I'm not the one, I don't think I can find it in my heart to be friends. You're going to have to take the L and lose me for good. Otherwise, if you truly want a future with me, I need to see the effort and changes to show that you're ready to commit. Give me that solid ground I can stand on without feeling like it's going to waver and cause me to fall. Show me you love me truly. Show me you want a future that you spoke of. Show me that you yearn for me. Show me that I've changed your life for the better. Trust in me. Trust in me to be your world and your entirely safe haven. And I will protect you and be alongside you to grow. Even in the darkest of times, I'll fight with you. Show me your feelings are not just empty words. I don't need you to choose right away. Give it some thought when your mind is clear and peaceful. I've told you over and over and time and again that you're worth it, that I want you, that you're everything I've said you were to me. You mean so much, and I'm willing to drop everything here to be with you. We aren't strangers. You know your heart best. Stop pushing those feelings aside. Stop playing it safe. I'm scared to be hurt too, but every time I pour my heart and soul in words so you'd understand. I write it out with every fiber of my being, slowly tearing my heart out, wrenched, soaking from the tears that help me fall asleep. If this is too much for you, let me know, and I'll leave you at peace. Until you're ready to speak to me, I feel it's appropriate we don't talk. My heart is bleeding out, and I just want to know I'm worth it. Twenty years we've known each other, which is hard to believe because it feels like yesterday we met on the school playground. Our friendship came easy. We both liked baseball. We both had an older brother, and we lived close enough to ride our bikes back and forth to each other's houses. When you're in second grade, the prerequisite for friendship is pretty minimal. But I'm glad it was you. We've been through a lot together. Sleepovers where we would sneak out of your house and pretend that any car that drove by in the middle of the night was there to get us. We would run full speed and dive behind the bushes before the headlights could find us. Those are the sorts of memories that stick out the most for me now. We've been there for each other all along the way. 
You're one of the very few friends from our childhood that I still know and care for. We grew up together and learned from each other. We got into trouble and played pranks and got girlfriends eventually. When college came around, you went your way and I went mine. But we would travel and visit each other. We'd parade around our campuses and introduce each other to all of our new friends. Here, meet my brother, you once said to a friend as you introduced us. That simple sentence had a profound impact on me. I've never told you that, though. It was from that moment on that we started referring to each other as brother. We finished college and I moved away, this time across the country. But we stayed in touch, always. After all, that's what brothers do. That word gained a lot more meaning the morning you called to break the news. Your actual, real brother was home on leave for two weeks. He'd been out the night before and came home late to go to bed. Your parents went to wake him in the morning for breakfast, but couldn't. I can't imagine what they felt at that moment. And when I heard your voice on the other end of the phone line, it was obvious that something was wrong. It took you a couple of tries to get the words out, but you did. And I'll never forget standing on the sidewalk, clutching the phone in my hand as I heard the words. He's dead. He's dead. He's gone. And I don't know what to do. What do I do? You pleaded. I had no words for you. Nothing I could say or do would change this new reality. So I did the only thing I could think of. I boarded a plane and I came home. You told me it was okay, that I didn't have to do it. And I told you to shut the hell up and wait for my call once I landed. The funeral was difficult. Full military honors. Your mother received her flag. And I respectfully kept my distance at the burial so you could be with your family. My father and I stood aside, watching as the casket lowered into the ground because we refused to leave before you did. We watched as you and your parents wept. And I wept. And I'd already made up my mind that I wouldn't refer to you as my brother anymore. Not now. No, you already had a brother. And I wasn't about to try to take his place. But then, right there, in that moment, you came over to me and we hugged each other, both crying for what we knew wouldn't be the last time. And you said, Thank you, brother. I love you. And I knew then what I still know today. We will forever be brothers. And maybe it's even more important now that he's gone that I keep that honored title. I wear it proudly because he never got the chance to meet your beautiful wife. He didn't get the opportunity to toast you at your wedding. He never got to meet your incredible children. And he didn't get the chance to tell you how goddamn proud he is of you. So I will. You're an incredible man. And I'm lucky to have known you for all these years. We live our own lives now. You have your family, and I have mine. We don't see each other as much as we'd like. But when I think of you, of us, of the lives we've built and shared in, my heart swells with joy and pride. 
I love you, my brother. Now and always. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unsent. I hope these messages and stories have provided a sense of connection and understanding. If you have an Unsent letter or message of your own that you'd like to share with our community, please send it to unsentpod at gmail.com. Your story may just be the one to help someone else. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other. This is unsent. I'm sure we'll all live happily ever after, surrounded by butterflies, children, and laughter. It's a fairy tale story, so let's just pretend. Hallelujah, amen, it's the end. Happily ever.